You're listening to the Young People in the Arts podcast. Talks, discussions and thinking intended to empower change in the next generation of arts leaders. To find out more, visit ypia.co.uk, follow ypia underscore UK on Twitter, or alternatively find us on Facebook or Instagram. Young People in the Arts is an arts sector community of young professionals who meet regularly to explore industry-wide issues and network over a friendly drink. Whilst all of us continue to adjust to the impact of lockdown and life after it, YPAA directors have been busy exploring its archive of events, including early recordings of some of our fantastic speakers and panellists. In the series that follows, YPIA have curated events for you to listen to on demand, including former Classic FM Managing Director Sam Jackson's Intern to CEO talk and a panel discussion on arts and the environment. In this episode, we're focusing on young trusteeships, revisiting one of our virtual events which took place in October 2020, where a panel of arts professionals led the conversation on what it means to be a young trustee, the responsibilities involved and where opportunities and resources can be found. In this hour-long episode, you'll hear from Young Trustees, Bavini Goyati and Lauren Smethurst, as well as the Programme Manager of the Young Trustees Movement, Mita Desai. This session is chaired by Stella Toonan. Hello, everyone. Great to see you all here and, and in uh, such great numbers as well. And you've probably seen in the blurb that we send around about the event that um, most, what was it, one in ten charity trustees are called either David or John. Um, and it's great to kind of look at this demographic and see a very different group of people and a very uh, much more diverse group of people as well. So I'm so excited to, uh, to see you all and welcome. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, young trusteeships tonight and uh, we've got an amazing panel lined up for you. Um, and the aims for us really to kind of help you uh, or the questions that we'll be focusing on and help you with um, are around uh, what does it really mean to be a young trustee? That's what we're hoping to answer. Uh, what are the responsibilities, uh, where can we find opportunities to be young trustees um, and why is it important to have more diverse and younger board members. Um, so we'll get to all of those questions during the discussion. Uh, I'll start off with a few questions um, for the speakers but then uh, as Grace said there will be a Q&A so there'll be plenty of opportunity for you to ask questions as well. Um, and also just because some people might actually not be really very sure what a trustee is because it's quite an abstract concept if you don't work with boards a lot. Um, so just to try and summarize it in two sentences before we get to much more detailed descriptions. Um, a trustee is uh, someone who sits on the board of a charity. Um, there's also board members and board directors which uh, is kind of similar as being a trustee but it's often on the board of a commercial company rather than a charity. It's a very similar role. Um, the director of that company, so the person who runs it day to day, the CEO sometimes uh, usually reports to the trustees. So you sit above the, the, the director level um, and you're kind of there to supervise what the director does and to help them with decisions. So it's an advisory role, but it's also a kind of legal responsibility to help that person run their company. That's just a very brief overview, the most minimal overview I could give. Um, and we'll go into what it, what it means to be a trustee um, a lot more. Uh, but just to make sure we all kind of know what we're talking about. Um, right, I'd like to pass on to the, uh, to the speakers to introduce themselves uh, briefly. We've got Bavini, Lauren and Nita. Thanks so much, Stella. Um, I'm really happy to be here. Um, just to introduce myself, I'm Bavini. Um, my pronouns are she and her. And for audio description, um, I've got visibly black hair and a top 
and a high ponytail and it's just um, ending at my shoulders and I've got a white t-shirt. Um, so I am a board member for the Independent Theatre Council and I'm on the advisory board for Beyond Face Theatre Company based in Plymouth. So advisory board is a lot less of a legal requirement, um, so I am there in an advisory capacity. Um, in my day job, I am the programmes coordinator for learning and courses for the CLAW Leadership Programme. And I've previously worked in arts administration for <clears throat> theatre companies for over the past five years. Um, my interest in governance um, and being a trustee and what that means came from minuting board meetings. So I've been doing that since 2016. Um, and it gave me a really good opportunity to look into what it means and what, what this whole kind of mysterious thing, the boardroom and what exactly that is. So I feel like I've got a really great privilege of learning that. Um, I didn't realise I was a young trustee until I was called one last year. So I'm learning a lot about what that means too. Um, I And I'm really excited to be here. So that's me, thank you so much. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren and my pronouns are she and her. And for audio description, I have a very curly blonde hair and I'm wearing a stripy blue top. Um, to introduce my trustee role, um, I am a trustee and a director for um, a very small community arts festival in my local town of Macclesfield, which is um, a small market town in the Peach District in the northwest of England, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, it's a biennial um, community arts festival which tends to take place every two years and it's for the people of Macclesfield and kind of the provision of arts and culture in a town with not very much arts and culture. Um, I'm just um, at the tail end of a master's in arts management and cultural policy at the University of Manchester and um, with some previous experience in arts administration and festival and um, management so I'm kind of looking into um, further roles so I'm finding that being a trustee is really helping with that professional development and I kind of my rationale for being a trustee kind of came from applying my arts management learning but also um, wanting to kind of take my interest and in, with local arts and culture with my hometown a little bit further. Hi my name is Mita Desai, um, I'm a former Young Trustee and Chair of the British Youth Council um, and um, I currently manage the Young Trustees movement um, for my pronouns are she her and for audio description I have long plaited hair um, I'm South Asian and I wear glasses, which are the cheapest ones I purchased from Specsavers, side note. <laughs> um, so a little bit about the Young Trustees movement is, as Stella mentioned before, when one in 12 trustees are named either John or David, and less than 3% of trustees are under 30, it's no secret that board diversity is an issue. Um, and what is normal is not okay, um, not for for many reasons but mainly because it increases the risks to charities today um, and their ability to navigate uncertainty future-proof um, decisions and reflect the interests of their community um, so we're a movement of current and aspiring and charity leaders aiming to change that that's amazing and just very briefly uh, i'm stella i'm uh, well, stella tuman my pronouns are she and her um, for audio description, I'm, uh, I've got brown hair, I'm uh, European and wearing a black top um, and I'll be chairing tonight so I won't go into any uh, of my own examples but I'll just be asking the speakers questions. But of course um, you can always ask me questions because I'm also a young trustee for Culture24 which is a digital arts company. Um, right, let's start with some questions then. Um, 
we've we've mentioned it a few times already. John and David, as the most common names, uh, only uh, no less than three percent uh, of charity trustees are under thirty. That's a that that's an astonishingly low number, um, and really shouldn't be that low. Um, so I'm wondering from the speakers. Uh, why aren't boards more diverse? That's a big question. But what do you think the thresholds are for people to join, for younger people to join? Um, and how can we, as young trustees, address that issue? I'm going to pass on to Mita first because, you know, you run a movement on this question. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think the question of why is because of, of power. Um, so when we think about people who run organisations, um, it is structured in power. Um, and breaking down power is hard um, and, and it requires... Um, kind of lots of effort and change um, and it hasn't changed for the last 10 years because um, trying to break down the problems on an individual basis is not working so for instance um, when you have things like expense policies that um, kind of don't serve young people because it asks you to pay up front as opposed to expense later that's an individual policy um, and if we try to fix all of those individual things individually it's not going to change the problem the problem is mindsets um, where people need to be forward thinking thinking about inclusivity and really valuing what it means uh, to be inclusive and diverse and also what it means to be a trustee a trustee is a person who's just doing the best with the information that in front of them but for some reason we think that trustees have to be these like really high power people in business and therefore they know the best that's not the case um but we have this idea of what a trustee is which which is harmful to charities and Bavini and uh, and lauren do you recognize that like did you feel any of those thresholds when you uh, considered becoming a trustee yeah, of course. I think it goes um, without saying that, you know, a year ago, I didn't even know what a trustee was. Someone forwarded on the opportunity to me and I thought, what, what on earth is that? What does that mean? Aren't they, you know, senior, senior managers who kind of take that to board level? I, I didn't have a clue what it was. And I think if, you know, if you, if you don't know what it is and, and, and you're not kind of familiar with that, then how do you find those opportunities and how do you kind of address the imbalance when, there are so many people, as we can see from the numbers tonight, that are probably interested in these roles or have the capacity to do them. But there is a perception that boards are big and scary and old men and it's, it's not the case. And I think it comes from people like us kind of needing to steer that change, really. Makes sense. Bavini, do you want to add anything? Probably will repeat what both Lauren and Mita have said, but um, definitely we need to kind of make this process a lot more transparent um, and just show what happens on a day-to-day -day or a quarter-to-quarter -quarter basis. Um, and, oh, it is about the visibility of young trustees um, and, you know, events like this that are just kind of open and and, and inviting um, and it but I think it is down to the CEOs and existing boards to uh, be inclusive and improve the culture of their boards as well um, so that when someone comes into it they don't feel uh, ostracized or um, nervous to, to enter that space as well so there is a lot about internally working on your policies as well and your culture. Great, yeah, it's just kind of representing a very different viewpoint that's not really in the board yet and making sure that the issues are raised on, on that front and that those voices are heard. It's a kind of representative role in a way. Um, I wonder, talking about the role and what it really means, could you all explain a bit more about um, how you see the responsibilities of a young trustee? Is it, is it similar to being a general trustee? Is it very different? 
Um, do you have a special place in the board because of that? So I'm actually quite um, quite different. Um, there I am on the board. I'm down as a trustee, but I do not have a young title in my um, in my name as such. And um, that was a specific discussion that we had in the context of our organisation, and that was a purpose. You know that the board asked me what I wanted to be referred as, and we kind of because we're such a small town where quite uh, the the median age is is quite high um, we kind of thought about the sustainability of you know specifically advertising for young trustees and what that means but in the context of a small town and that it probably wasn't something that we could kind of keep as a and promise that we would always fulfill that as long as that you know I have a role that I want to drive that change and that comes from the board but we we kind of decided amongst us that um that my um, roles would be just down as trustee but saying that um, I'm actually quite lucky I have um, two people on the board who are the co-chairs that are my um, mentors and they help me and that often involves you know meeting for half an hour um, before the meetings to kind of discuss um, what we're going to what we're going to go and um, go over and what I feel comfortable with and if I have any questions that you know I'm not might not be comfortable asking in front of everyone it's kind of not so much the case anymore because I've nearly been on the board for a year and I'm you know you get more outspoken as you go along but um yeah the the, the kind of the space and inclusivity was there quite straight away and um but in terms of my personal experience and um, my my duties are the same as everyone else who is a lot lot older than me so <laughs> yeah that's brilliant. And it's so nice to hear that you got that support uh, network as well. We'll probably talk a bit about that later on as well, because that's a very important point. Um, but uh, Bavini, would you like to talk a bit about your, like what your responsibilities are like as a trustee, as a young trustee? Sure. So actually, I'm quite similar to Lauren in that I wasn't um, taken on as a young trustee specifically. Um, I have the same responsibilities as everyone else. Um, and I do wonder whether we need the prefix young trustee and what that does to how other board members think of that person in the space and versus like how you think of yourself in that space um not having young trustee young in front of my um in front of my title has just made me think that I am on the same level as everyone else but obviously there are unconscious things such as me acknowledging like that I am a lot younger and me acknowledging that I'm a woman of colour in a space that is majority white you do think about how people think of your voice and what what they look to you for um so there is that unspoken kind of responsibility and you know like we say we need to break down structures of power and challenge structures of power in order to address that um but yeah my responsibilities are the same um as as the older people in the room that makes sense and Mita, is that your experience as well with either the trustees that you work with or or having been a young trustee yourself yeah and just completely echoing what what the other speakers have have been saying like a young trustee should is not just there to be like here's my opinion on social media and like how our generation are here now it's like <laughs> what it means to have a diversity of perspectives is you can be rubbish at uh, social media and all of those things um but 
it means that you just have a different way of viewing the same piece of information towards what is generally quite a hegemonic space. Um, so it means that in a strategy, you might have a certain level of data, you might ask a question differently, you might value something differently. That's the real power of um, a diversity of perspectives. Um, and as some of the speakers were saying, it's, it's, it's about acknowledging the power structures that exist. Um, so by having, um, like being, by understanding what it means to be a young trustee, it helps you acknowledge um, like the barriers that might exist in front of you and therefore dismantle them and also help others see the barriers that might exist, right? Um, and then on top of that as well, we would always say to people, like when you're recruiting for a young trustee and you specifically put in your advertisement, um, hey, we're recruiting for a young trustee, is to be sure in yourselves for those organizations why they're recruiting for a young trustee. Um, like that, the only reason why we are doing, we're encouraging people to do targeted recruitment for young trustees is because that demographic is missing there. And also because young people are more likely to apply when they see that label there and see descriptions, not like 10 years of experience of why, but more like, have you been on a council? Were you a prefect? Um, have you done an arts project? Those kinds of things. Um, so people can see themselves in those, in those places. It makes a lot of sense it's kind of the balance between it being daunting if it doesn't have the word young in front of it because you think you need to be like super professional but at the same time it can also be like uh disabling to have that word because you feel like you're being placed within a certain context that maybe you don't belong in because you're like everybody else on the board and you've got the same responsibilities um also to talk quickly about like actual kind of practical responsibilities like what do you do as as young trustees what does your day or your meeting look like when you have a trustee meeting or uh, or, or any responsibilities um so um we're quite small so we meet um once a month um which might, might be quite, um, unusual for um for how often trustees meet um but because we're such a small organization the trustees have quite um a big kind of general project coordination role so we have on one end the legal responsibilities and devising you know strategies for the next five years and and our impact but on the other on the other hand you know it's it's us that write the arts council applications it's us that recruit people there is no permanent staff in our um structure so we we as a small team of eight are quite um active in in you know the project coordination of putting on the festival and that includes making the very exciting programming decisions um, that get put on or that, that you know outside of coronavirus circumstances would be would be put on um, so yeah so it's it's a bit of everything really it's it's a lots of arts management but it is making those decisions and being the the team of people that if something goes wrong then the responsibility falls on us and how we kind of overcome that and how we mitigate certain risks and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's responsibilities of the board that, that make those decisions and how we kind of do it is that people will have day jobs and they will have expertise in those day jobs and we kind of, you know, we have a, a finance manager on the board so he tends to take rein on the, on the finances but he will bring those accounts to meetings and we will be the ones that oversee and, and flag any issues but we'll also, you know, as, <laughs> um, as people have said that, um, you know, I'm young, so I'm, I'm happy to oversee the social media and um, to fulfill that stereotype. But yeah, we kind of make decisions together, but we have kind of areas of expertise that we kind of club in on. 
that's a good point. I mean, there's always a mix of skills, so you don't need to be good at everything. Like, ideally, some of the trustees are very good at something and the rest will kind of trust them to, to take a lead on that. Um, Vivini, does that sound similar to, to Lauren, uh, or what, what, what does your trustee duties look like? It sounds really different, actually. Um, so ITC is a member organisation, um, and you have to be a member of the Independent Theatre Council. So the board is made up of people that work in theatre, um, which is quite different to the boards that I have minuted, the board meetings that I've minuted, where people come from all over the place. Um, they're from different sectors. Um, so we do have a very light touch on the stuff like the management accounts and the CEO report. We get a sort of light touch update on, on the organisation. Um, but the conversation revolves a lot more about our sector and how we can help and what we are seeing on the field um, and how ITC plays a role in that and what we can do um, as board members to support the organisation because they have, I think they're, they're all part time at the moment because of um, because of the pandemic um, sometimes I forget it happens and you're just like wow I can't believe this is happening um, but yes they uh, um, they are there are mem full-time members of staff there to kind of see the day-to-day -day and do all of that stuff and then we kind of go how's it going let's chat about this and then um, be able to to discuss things um, it's yeah it's really different to the other board boards that I've sat on a lot of them are a lot more like mucking in and, and talking specifically about their kind of finance orientated or legal orientated so it's been a really interesting experience that's nice and indeed I mean there's a wide variety of, of trustee roles so it's very hard to say like this is what it's what it's like for everyone but uh, but it's nice to get a bit of a spectrum uh Nita you've probably come across lots of young trustee opportunities what like how far does that spectrum uh yeah, just so 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 different yeah, <laughs> um, yeah every uh, trustee ship is quite quite unique um which is also exciting because you can find something that kind of fits within your time scale and passions as well um what I would say is if you're thinking about these things and thinking oh my goodness I would care about so much an organization someone like me couldn't do it because I I like the idea of me being financially liable that's scary a lot of organizations um, and it would be always good to, to check um, are, have insurance which means that you're liable when you act in good faith about to a pound um, it, it's also the responsibility of the um, the trustee board to give you adequate tra training so if you're thinking oh my goodness like I don't know finance how could I operate that that's fine like the, the point is that the finance papers are meant to be accessible um, and be able to be cr critiqued by everyone and you should have a financial induction um, so your role there is to have that um, curiosity of thought and to ask the questions if you're unsure like a lot of the times we've heard young trustees have been really powerful being like I'm so so sorry but I don't understand why and then you'll see like a 50 year old person be like I'm so glad you asked that because I had no idea and I've been here for like 10 years <laughs> um so yeah that sounds very familiar definitely that situation has happened in our board um I also wanted to ask me to like what um uh are the the benefits that you think it gives a young trustee to be a young trustee but also what benefits are there for the organization or at least ones that we haven't spoken about yet yeah so so many benefits um it it's funny because a lot of the time people think that we do this because it benefits young people which it does like your networks increase your cv increases like it's just a great fun way to give back to the community but we don't exist for a cv opportunity we exist because um organizations are desperately in need of young trustees like and a lot of the times the benefits 
related to having young people on boards sometimes aren't even related to young trustees so like like i mentioned before being like we should probably have a way that we train young trustees to come on from board and then everyone raises their hand being like please can i have training because i don't really know what i'm doing and all of a sudden the governance of the board just improves massively because governance on the whole good practice is not the norm um, and then generally having young trustees on boards as i mentioned um it enables young people like this isn't something just for people who you know have young people as beneficiaries it's because young people are a part of your community they need to be represented um for for that organization to be like serving equitably um and also there's so much uncertainty so as i mentioned before like people think like of these people in high prominent positions as like somehow they have some superpower vision to like see the future and make decisions but again they're just doing the best of what's in front of them and if they only have one way of thinking that limits them so the fact like young people are less than three percent on charity boards that makes you a resource that makes you so much more qualifiable <laughs> qualifiable i don't know if that's a word but that makes you just so needed on these trustee boards um our our mission is to help trustee boards see that it makes a lot of sense uh lauren what what do you feel you've gained from from being on a trustee board Oh, just, it's 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 great every trustee meeting you go to it's just something new and you know you're sat in making decisions that you know i didn't never thought i would be making at 24 um and like you say it's it's it might be a cv booster but just for yourself for your own knowledge to away from the cv to you know say this about yourself which is fantastic but to to learn in such an active way and um, about all these you know strategic decisions and you know you're the one that um I'm, I'm making these uh, impactful choices for for the community that you know in an all in a charity that you care about and um, it's just it's just so rewarding and i would say that you know you, you you need to pick something that you know you're you're passionate about or and and that kind of impact for yourself is is really beneficial but in the you know in the sense that the for one example personally when um the awful killing that George Floyd happened a few a few months ago. Um, our organisation would, would you know just going to sit on on not making a statement, but you know coming from from my perspective and from young people and, and and wanting to have a voice that you know you drive that kind of that change and that you no know, we need to speak up about this and think about how our organisation is going to respond to these issues that are very much prominent in the sector that we're in, and just having you know that that stamp on things and making that positive change for the community that I'm in and um, that is predominantly white um, and just things like that and it, it just being really rewarding and from a personal perspective I'm leaving my masters and I know that the job, the job market is very tough at the moment which I'm sure we all know um, but the fact that I can still kind of keep up arts management experience and arts management that's kind of ticking over in my trustee role is is great for that kind of the professional development is not is not you know sitting sitting still if that makes sense. So lots of benefits um, could go on forever if I buy one. It makes sense, Buffini. What do you feel are the benefits or the things that you get out of it? Um, I'm going to do that thing where I agree with everyone, but I just wanted to also add that 
um, as well as um, to just build on what Mita said about being in the room and being someone who thinks differently and can contribute, you are also in the room with people who think differently. You can learn from them and you can learn how to challenge and to gain perspective um, and to just become a more well-rounded person critically um, because that is a lot of the the work that you do it's critical thinking um and you know thinking about organizations and about how people work together um so i think there is such a beneficial a mutually beneficial uh, process to this and and um yeah it's just it's really reward rewarding and uh, you just get to learn something and do something different every time you guys get together in in a room and, and chat and challenge and stuff that makes a lot of sense and I'm also really interested in uh, just having a quick chat about how do you become a young trustee? I want to know from all of you, where did you find the opportunity? How did you get there? And then also, what do you think people were looking for in your application? What do you think makes a good young trustee? And what got you into the role? Uh, yeah, personally, I, I applied to be a trustee because I thought it was the advisory board to the trustee initially. That I thought there was no way I could actually be a trustee. And then when I got on, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but in terms of like how you get onto a board, uh, there are just so many different ways. We would love to, that if all of trustee boards um, did open recruitment, but the majority of them are small, a lot, majority of them don't have the capacity and that's not the way they work. So unfortunately, um, sometimes you might have to play the game. I don't agree with the game and I don't condone the game, <laughs> game. but young people have like done this thing where uh, we have a digital hub, um, which you're all welcome to join, it's free, um, uh, where it brings together uh, aspiring young trustees, current young trustees, um, and people looking to recruit young trustees. And this person just went on for a day and literally messaged every single person on there looking for a role. Next week had a coffee, the following week had a role. And it's like, they just never imagined that that could happen. You can do that on LinkedIn, on the digital hub, like when you're at events, like like people are actually desperate for trustees, um, but they recruit within their within their networks. Like I've spoken to a lot of um, older trustees are actually that were like, yes, I agree with uh, diversity, but just show me the trustees, like let alone the diverse trustees. Um, so there is like networking through formal and informal informal methods as well. Just to follow up on that, then, do you think it's worth uh, making a speculative application, or is that very hard and, and barely ever works out? Uh, when you say speculative application, like what would that process look like? Like when they don't have a vacancy, but you just get in touch with them and say, like, I want to be a trustee. Do you have a, uh, a an opportunity? Yeah, I would say yes, but it's also kind of like dating, where you're like, do you want to go on a date with me? And I'd be like, um, okay, I don't know you, so maybe just asking for a coffee first, um, or just saying like. Um, sometimes you might have to appeal to people's egos being like I see you're so high up here and like really amazing uh, I just love to share some of my thoughts uh, with you about the sector and get some of your advice on how to be a trustee they're much more likely to be like oh yes let me help you oh wait I need your help please join my board um, so sometimes those are those are the routes in sounds very strategic and very good advice probably uh, Bavini and Lauren what's um, what, what do you think people are looking for in an application and how did you get into the role so uh, the process for the Independent Theatre Council is doing a one minute speech at their annual general meeting. I was shook, but um, you kind of, I think before that you do, it is an open access recruitment. They do it every year at their annual general meeting. And um, because you have to be a member, you 
it would only be members that apply. Um, so I guess there is a barrier to that. Um, so you you become nominated and then you you make a one minute speech. I really drew on my skills and um, the massive representative whole, which was young women of colour. Um, it works all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was how I did it. I just I just saw the skill gaps in their board. I was just thinking a lot about the fact that I know this isn't an assumption about young people, but working in entry level slash mid mid level in organisations is often a perspective that people miss out on when they're thinking high up here and they're not thinking about the people over here and the fact that we have to do this on a day to day basis when they make these ludicrous requests. So um, I think that was a really a point that I drew on as well. Um, in terms of where you might find these opportunities, I do, I do want to shout out the Cultural Governance Alliance, which is run by the Claw Leadership Programme, kind of, with, uh, in, in collaboration with a few other folks as well. Um, there's a wealth of resources on their reports, uh, links to um, recruitment pages as well. Um, we are doing a Governance Now conference in November. So um, if you want to find out about that, you can go on the Claw Leadership Twitter. Um, and I think when I went there, I found it, and I, I, when I went there last year, I was asked to do a speech about being a young trustee, which is quite different. But at the end of it, people were like asking for my card. They were asking for my contact details, which I found really overwhelming because I don't have a card. So I was just ripping a page out of my book and just giving them <laughs> my name and my number. But saying that, it's a really good opportunity to network. Um, I don't know how it will be achieved over Zoom, but I'm, we will find a way to do this networking malark on Zoom. Um, so I think my experience is very different. <laughs> um, so I was, um, I've done, uh, I did a bit of work experience for my local council when I kind of left uni, came back to my hometown and was very miserable because I didn't want to be here. <laughs> um, so um, I kind of did some work experience with the um, cultural team in the council and a year later they forwarded me this opportunity for the Barnaby Festival which I've kind of known my whole life and they were looking at, you know, for people that had either one of six different skills whether it was festival administration or finance management marketing and um, you know one of the above and I just thought you know I'll, I'll send in an expression of interest and say this is where I'm at in my life and take it or leave it like this is what I can offer you know I've, I've lived here my whole life that was kind of the the thread that I pulled on is that that you know as a young person who is from Macclesfield a town with like one I'm not going to say it not very nice cinema um that's pretty much it. We've got a few museums. As someone who wants to go into arts management, I find myself always commuting into Manchester for these opportunities. So that's kind of, you know, how I um, put in my application that this is a voice that, you know, I can bring to, to the board that there needs to be more provision of arts and culture in this town. And yeah, they invited me for a coffee and they just kind of asked me what um, I wanted to get out of it, what I could give to them, what experience do I have? I was very honest and just said that look this is what this is something that I've been passed on I think I can would be a great addition and then I was invited to shadow a few board meetings it was quite overwhelming at first I'm not gonna lie um <laughs> but um yeah that's how I, that's how the process um came to me and being someone on the board at the moment we have a board of 10 we as a trustee 
as trustees, we don't um, want to go over that number. Kind of, I'm, I'm sure that Bavini and Mita have uh, that experience that sometimes boards have in place a maximum number of people that um, can be on a board. We have eight at the moment, so we have two two spots. Um, not that anyone, you know, if you're interested in being a trustee for Maxwell Barnaby Festival, hit me up. Um, but um, yeah, so it's quite different. Whereas, you know, we would always be happy for someone to email in and say, hi, I'm looking for, if we have spots open, we're more than happy to, to meet people, which again, I think might be quite different because we're a small organisation and we kind of struggle to get trustees in Macclesfield anyway. Um, so um, yeah, so that's my experience. Um, but I've also seen <laughs> looking on arts jobs and um, there's always trustee positions floating about on there and um, the Arts Council job websites. Um, it will usually say unpaid because they are unpaid roles majority of the time, but that would be a resource um, I would use and just see it looking on um, organisations and company websites you're you're interested about and just seeing on the they kind of sometimes hide away on the jobs tab so if you um, go on the jobs there might be um, but yeah I would definitely say speculatively apply um, that's just my opinion but yeah go for it. Exactly well it sounds like going for a coffee with someone can sometimes go a long way and I guess that that counts as a speculative application too it makes sense. Great. Uh, let's do a big Q&A with everyone. So you can ask any of the speakers your questions. Uh, we have about 10 minutes to, uh, to do that. So if you would like to put your question in the chat, maybe that's the most structured way of doing this before we get a lot of uh, talking through each other. Um, or while you're thinking and typing, we can start with Rebecca's question. Uh, what is the most useful piece of advice you've been given about being a trustee? Um, just ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, if the board want you there and uh, you know, or you know, want your presence and are, are excited by that, then don't feel afraid to ask questions. <laughs> it sounds, you know, the breakout rooms that um, I was just in. It is. It can be daunting at times. I'm not going to lie. Um, but don't feel. Even if you don't want to ask a question in front of everyone, you can pick someone and ask them separately and and you know that is beneficial for them because you might not understand something that they take for granted that they expect everyone to understand it's also beneficial for you to to develop in that role and to gain a thorough perspective but um yeah um ask questions and know that nothing is normal so and and yeah so that would be my advice nobody knows what they're doing exactly yeah it makes sense and indeed, just speak up and be brave because it will help you to develop your confidence. And if you don't feel confident enough yet, indeed, like getting someone before the meeting or sending them an email before the meeting with your questions so that they know what to raise uh, throughout the meeting can also help. What are the main things that are covered in a trust in trustee meetings for Miriam? We've talked a little bit about it already in terms of like having like some financial discussions some like legal discussions. But sometimes it's about very like normal day to day things about the company. Um, are there any like things that stood out for, for, for any of you? Um, I guess, yeah, obviously it would be very different from time to time and there'd be like areas that would be covered like generally, but what I would say is sometimes people talk about the things that they feel most confident about. Um, and so sometimes you get in trustee board meetings, people just skimming over the finance. Um, so <laughs> because nobody knows what they're doing again. So uh, sometimes asking the question like, what are we covering? Why are we covering it? What is the most important thing? Again, is a, is a great question in itself. Good advice. Uh, let's move on then to uh, how do you find the balance of the responsibilities of being a young trustee with your full time career? 
Um, maybe from all three, it would be nice to hear what do you think the time commitment is that you kind of spend on being a trustee? Um, because generally trustees all do this next to a full-time job. So generally that is very much possible. But let's hear from all three of you, like how, how many hours or like how many meetings do you do generally over, over the course of the year? Sure, yeah. Um, I was saying that at the moment, just because of the pandemic, we're meeting once a month um, and had done over Zoom. Um, but usually it's quarterly. It's a two hour meeting um, and you get the papers like a week beforehand. And <clears throat> depending on the depth of the papers, um, you know, that's kind of a how long is a piece of string question because you could get really brief notes or you could get a 40 page pack, like the ones I used to make <laughs> when I was an administrator. Um, so uh, yes, that in terms of the sort of reading and preparatory time, what I would say is at the moment, my job and my trustee role are intertwined because I'm thinking about the sector. My job is in sector support and I am on the board of a sector support organisation. Um, so that they, they are in conversation with each other. Um, and I think that could speak to if you are interested in looking to extend your full day into your trustee that could be a really good opportunity um, but if you're not then that's fine um, and <clears throat> it can just be about turning up to the, the, um, the board meetings and reading the board papers and just thinking about the actions as well because I do think what happens at the end of board meetings is sometimes you forget the actions and they just kind of drift off up until the next quarter when you have to think about them again so I would say just make a note of them and just think about taking them through Lauren, is that comparable to, to your trusteeship? Yes and no. Um, we meet once a month as kind of like a staple um, because, you know, we don't have a full-time staff team. We are the full-time staff team in our own free time. Um, it kind of heightens when during the festival period. So that's usually in June. Um, you know, there were times this, this year when it was all virtual and we were all hands on deck meeting once a day, really. Um, but that is the nature of what um, our festival is about and that's what you know I signed up for where there'll be you know um organizations on the other end of the spectrum that um just meet you know four times a year to oversee big um decisions and um, I've forgotten what the other bit of the question was sorry <laughs> uh, whether you can kind of balance your your work life oh, and yeah. your life um so actually my personally um I've kind of taken a, a role um away from the arts and um, just because of the state of the job the job market at the moment and I'm actually finding it that to be quite nice um, I kind of switch off my day job uh, in another sector and the being a trustee for an arts organization is a way to kind of keep my toe in the sector at the moment and and it's quite rewarding in that sense and um, but yeah you kind of um you can kind of take on from from my perspective as well that there'll be times where um, in be meetings where people will ask who wants to take this action on and if you feel like you have capacity to do that then you can put your hand up and say yes or or no but um yeah and then there'll be you know people that make do the financial accounts and stuff so it's kind of dependent on what um the board decides really it's quite often flexible because again like people will know that you're doing the, this next to full-time work most of the time um Nita, if you'd like to add anything but also i want to um give you the question about what's the financial or legal element of being a trustee because i feel like you've got a good overview of that uh, yeah, so first of all, what is the financial and legal kind of 
element of being the trustee you add in you act in good faith of the organization your role is not to know everything but is to ask the question so if you're asking like what is our responsibility great question where does our responsibility lie, uh, stop great question like how do we know what we know great question what do we not know great question um so basically when you are thinking about goodness i don't know these things write them down because they're good questions um uh, what are you liable for up to a pound if they are insured so always ask that in the interview um, and then the other question was around something I forgot, Stella. Uh, it was about the kind of minimum requirements. I think that's a really good question and one to ask at interview because as Lauren said, that just varies so much from organization to organization. One thing I would say is that some people's lives are more unpredictable than others. So for instance, if you live with a health condition um, and the thing to say is like, always remember that when you, there is a reason like that, you are not the problem. So people are, are would be really like really need you to be on their board so in some circumstances like just just knowing your worth and finding a charity that respects your worth as well um and also just knowing that you can't do everything like when i was a chair like i actually went down to four days a week now i would just shake myself and be like what are you doing <laughs> you don't need to do everything like i can't believe you did that that is so stupid um and i would just like relieve myself of all of this like pressure of like needing to serve the community in the best possible way well i mean it's very often an unpaid job too so like people really shouldn't ask you to take a, a day off your actual day job to do this because that's just not yeah and just to clarify that was really silly of me because i'm dyslexic as well so i was like trying to do everything but what i should have had is like i need shorter papers i need i need dyslexia software i need i need i need instead of i was like i'll bend backwards which is not the way you want to go yeah but it's admirable that you did i mean it shows the, the goodwill but uh, but i agree it shouldn't be necessary at all any advice on where the line is between useful knowledge of the sector versus conflict of interest between your trustee role and your full-time job because it's such a small world in the arts do you ever feel like there is a conflict of interest um, we different? always have to um, declare our uh, conflict of interest um, in the meeting um, our um, chair is very heavily involved in in arts management she's kind of um, the course convener that I um, did um, but um, generally our board is is not arts professionals are not arts professionals and um, which makes that a little bit easier and we're kind of the decisions that we make kind of are driven by us wanting um you know in, in a completely um Macclesfield based context of what and um, how we um interpret you know aces um aces goals and x y and z and um, so we're quite different in that way and that might be the case for, for other um, arts boards I know it sometimes it's not and um, which um, I don't really feel um, I can answer that I don't know if, if, you, if you can talk about that a little bit I'm still learning to be honest um, but I would say at any point where you feel unsure just talk to someone ask the question as we've learned from Lauren today um, I because my roles are so intertwined I do wonder whether I'm transferring information unknowingly that's you know not supposed to be there um but yeah i do i am always aware that i just need to be clear about on being unsure um because we don't know everything and we are there to ask questions and that is even about the clarification of your role and uh, whether you think there are boundaries that are being blurred 
and I think that that kind of sense of like just make sure you communicate well and and be open about what you want to do as trustee and how you work and what you need and and and, and what you can do is pretty much like that kind of it's pretty much the answer to most of the questions currently in the chat because it's uh it's a very flexible role it's very different in every organization it really like even between trustees within one organization it can be quite different so as long as you're open and clear about what you want to do and what you hope to do um you can you can work with the organization generally to make it work for you and for them so uh it's it's much more informal most of the cases than 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 a, a, a professional job it's a very kind of you're you've got an advisory role and people are just happy that you're helping uh for free so you can you can kind of shape it how you want to uh, how you want it to be so don't don't be afraid to um shape it into your perfect trustee rule is my my uh, my advice can I'm i just, just chip in as well yeah. sorry um, yeah, to say yeah. as well that it is um just to give the advice that nothing is permanent if you don't like it you can have a chat with them and and you can leave and um, i don't think that is common knowledge and um, you know that was kind of the thing that i asked straight away like if my circumstances change or if i need to move or whatever um it yeah nothing is permanent and and there will be some flexibility and that that comes with them um yeah valuing your time and and your expertise as such so yeah just be aware of that as well when you're applying like it's okay to to change your mind um in my experience anyway absolutely and i realize i missed the question about like what's the the kind of the length of a trustee contract and sometimes it's a year sometimes it's a term of like three years or anything in between but indeed you can quit at any point i mean you're doing this for free so it's completely up to you most of the time to ipia for organizing this so well and so brilliantly um because it's been a lovely event um also check out uh the next ypia events this is it's september it's only the beginning of a full season again uh, there have been so many events already this month. I've been amazed by how many, um, and there will be lots more. Uh, it's all on the website, ybia.co.uk. If you go to the events tab, things will will keep appearing on there for the rest of the year. Um, and if you're not a member yet, make sure you become a member because you get 50% off your tickets. Um, that's my my plug for YPIA. And uh, to finish, I'd say thank you so much to all the speakers. And then thanks everybody for coming. Um, it was lovely to see you all. And I hope we can keep continuing the conversation online or over email via YPIA. <laughs>